Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday on This Week in Startups. Uh, that's right. Today, we're going <laughs> to kick it off with a discussion about TikTok and surveillance. Molly and I get into a bit of a debate about the risks and what we should be worrying about. And I have a message for employees of TikTok here in the USA. He does. It's a little bit spicy. And then <laughs> we're going to talk about labor. And apparently, Amazon is forecasting it will run out of workers mm. in some of the cities it operates in. We're going to talk about reasons and solutions like we do. Yeah. And we talk a little bit about our addiction and then lowering our carbon footprints and our consumption footprints and this whole new genre of startups that are doing, what is it called? Circularity. Circularity. <laughs> it's not the singularity, it's a circularity. Uh, it's really an interesting concept. Uh, uh, it's like an OK Boomer segment with Molly explaining this stuff to me. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great show. Stick with us. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Odoo. Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of business apps that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Your first app is free forever, and right now, Odoo is offering $1,000 off your first implementation pack at odoo.com slash twist. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash twist. Coda. Coda is the all-in-one doc for teams. If you've got a stack of niche workflow tools, or if you're buried in docs and spreadsheets, Coda is the doc that brings it all together. Startups can get a $1,000 credit at coda.io slash twist. And AdQuick. If most of your advertising dollars are going to digital ads, it's time to diversify. Out-of-home advertising like billboards offers low-cost, high-value reach. AdQuick makes it easy to plan, buy, and measure all in one place. Visit adquick.com slash twist and mention twist to get $1,000 off your first campaign. Okay, everybody. Apparently, we're going to need to talk about TikTok again. Yes, still again. Um, there has been, of course, a bunch of reporting, a bunch of speculation. What does, uh, what do Chinese authorities have access to? What does ByteDance have access to when you're using TikTok? TikTok, of course, claims that all user data is uh, on US users is stored in the US. And of course, TikTok continues to expand its influence in the Western world. It's up to 1.6 billion monthly active users, which is a lot. A lot. Uh, it is, it has, cemented itself i think as the competition to facebook twitter even youtube youtube which is very unlike youtube actually created a new product the shorts product to compete with tiktok and keep users on its platform and so on and so forth now let's talk about tiktok's influence in the u.s yeah and whether it is or is more is as influential or even more influential in American politics than Facebook. Facebook, TikTok, of course, is a Chinese company operating in the US and worldwide. Uh, China, as a reminder, basically blocked Google and Facebook. So as Jason has pointed out many times, this is an asynchronous relationship. TikTok operates here. American social networks do not operate in China. Yeah, it's one way. There's no reciprocity here. We are not allowed to have our apps in China. Yep. They are behind the, fi the Great Firewall. Um, U.S. lawmakers have tried to insist that TikTok has to keep its U.S. data in the U.S. And TikTok has said that it makes every effort to do so. However, there is some recent reporting uh, from BuzzFeed News based on internal company audio from 80 leaked meetings. 80. 80. Saying, okay. and, and it seems that the bulk of these meetings were about how to do this. 
and efforts to do this in the wake of the timing in this article is a little unclear, but it seems to be in the wake of the Trump administration preparing executive orders saying that TikTok would have to be banned. They were like, oh, crap. Okay, we're going yeah, we to do a little this. saber rattling. Trump did a little saber rattling something I agree with him on. And then you remember the US version said they would move the data to Oracle's cloud or something like that. Microsoft was going to put in a bid to buy it, etc. At the same yep. time, India banned it and banned other Chinese apps because they're smart. <laughs> And they understand trade uh, for some crazy reason. We're not letting them in here. But what really stuck out to me here was all of the back doors. So if you read this story, basically, all of the tools and all of the monitoring and the management systems of TikTok were written by the Chinese parent company. The people in the US sound like bumbling idiots who have <laughs> no idea how any of this works and where the data is and who's seeing it. Uh, and the people at Oracle and the consulting firms that work with them are kind of saying, listen, we're just giving you raw hardware. It's up to you to put the software on it, which means they have no insight. And you have to wonder, um, you know, developers are very principled people. This is 80 meetings. So they're 80 meetings into this process. Mm -hmm. And if they were doing two meetings a week, this is like a year's worth of meetings or so. Because uh, that's what I would think the cadence would be here. Yeah. Some buddy is very concerned about this internally enough that they would risk taping all these meetings and leaking them mm -hmm. that to me seems like a major uh red flag like major major red flag the fact that some principled person uh who is not going to get any financial gain from doing this and could be in the crosshairs of the chinese government uh, which is no joke, uh, and the U.S. Uh, and the the companies, and could be sued for damages, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and who knows? It could be one of the consultings at the consulting firms, uh, or it could be Oracle. It could be anybody in these groups. But I have a feeling it's somebody inside of TikTok itself here in the U.S. I'm going with Facebook spy, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And here's well, why: Facebook spy. How would they get into the meeting? <laughs> well, maybe they went to work for Facebook, or maybe yeah. you know no. we're planning to. I don't really know, but. Here's what I do. Here's what I do know. Okay. One, and this does it. Although I have defended BuzzFeed reporting mm -hmm. because recently. they have it recently, yeah, and they do, and they have done some good reporting. This story, as it unfolded, mm -hmm. right, like this story as it begins, makes it sound like, oh crap, the the all U.S. user data has been flowing freely, and that's just that, and all these yeah. tools have a backdoor built into them. The end. Yeah. And then as this as the reporting unfolds, it becomes clear that these meetings were all about attempting to secure yes. US user data, which yeah. is a good thing. Yes. That that turned out to be a slightly difficult process. Very difficult. Uh, very difficult. That but in the recordings, the vast majority of situations, and I'm reading from this story, which is way down in the middle, mm. quote. In the recordings, the vast majority of situations where China-based staff accessed U.S. user data were in service of Project Texas's aim to halt yeah. this data access, meaning that they were testing yeah. in it. service of making sure that that wasn't happening. Right. So that's like buried way down halfway through. Okay. And all of the most of the recorded meetings focus on TikTok's response to these concerns. I don't know why someone leaked this. I do think that there is some concern about whether TikTok Clearly. in China, you know, whether this user data is being accessed in China. I also think that the user data 
that mm. Facebook and Google, and to some extent Twitter, but much less, are harvesting and using in completely non-transparent ways is equally terrible. And it feels to me a little convenient that these stories are all of a sudden starting to appear at the moment when like Meta's growth mm. has been or revenue growth, at least revenue has been flat for mm. however long now. When this is like the, the stock price real has gone competitor. down, revenue has been okay. They're still throwing revenue has been money. great, but the stock price is flat. Yeah, and the earnings right? have well, it's been down. Yeah, they lost five years worth of growth, and the earnings have gotten a lot of headwinds because of the Apple changes. That's fair yep. enough, and, and they also have been not, investing so much. Yeah, I'm just not so. I'm honestly like. Mm. I'm having this really weird feeling where I'm just not sold on the red scare that is TikTok when I know that it benefits okay. companies that are frankly just as harmful. Okay. From let, from okay, what great. we can tell let, so far when it comes right. to user let data. Let me let me help you become scared. <laughs> let me let me pull you back from uh yeah, this uh space that you've gone to because I understand <laughs> why you're that there. You've gone to. Yeah, <laughs> this is a dangerous space. Because Facebook has been a bad actor and I have been super critical mm -hmm. of the firm as have you. Uh, as has anybody who's just objectively looked at their behavior. And so we look at their behavior, they collect too much information, they have been laissez faire with it, they have done horrible things. Cambridge Analytica, was that the name of that scandal? Yep. I mean, all these different scandals um, have piled up over the years. So yes, you're correct in not trusting Facebook. But understand, the CIA, FBI, Republican Party, etc., as much as they've tried to get their keys to the kingdom, um, they had to use third party tools to get that information. They got caught with significant blowback to Facebook, congressional hearings or legislation, the EU stomping on them, Apple, then, uh, reducing their ability to track their customer base. In other words, their be bad behavior, mm -hmm. uh, resulted in the entire climate of anti tech and specifically anti social media, uh, here in the U S and all that regulation. Yeah. Now let's go to China. They have unfettered access to all this data, just like they have DD's data, just like they have Alibaba's data, just like they removed the CEO of Alibaba, just like they delisted. So when you look at what our government is doing, mm -hmm. our government is investigating and holding Facebook and others feet to the fire, as is the EU to an even uh, stronger degree. China is not <laughs> is doing the opposite. They're taking mm -hmm. over the companies. They're downloading the data sets. They're incorporating them into their giant mass surveillance. And you need only look at how they treat their own people. Whether it's the Uyghurs or the tracking of anybody who might support any kind of dissent in that country. Mm -hmm. People who sell books that they don't like in Hong Kong, you know, being sent to the mainland to be reeducated, which means starved, tortured, raped, and beaten. All of those reeducation things that are occurring, uh, all of that activity. It, it stands in stark contrast to what happens to bad behavior here in the US. Should we be stronger? Should we get control of these companies? Sure, there's arguments to be made. Uh, are we doing it retroactively? Of course we are. That's how, you know, the justice system works. You, you're uh, innocent until proven guilty and getting proven guilty takes, uh, you know, years, if not decades in corporate America. It's imperfect, this system, but we have an existential risk here before we get to the ad it makes our team so happy to see our partners celebrate big wins and i'm thrilled to hear about this huge funding round for our amazing partner odoo really great stuff from julian and the team there especially in this crazy venture market so 
Congratulations. And speaking of the market right now, being capital efficient is more important than ever. You know that if you're an entrepreneur, and one easy way for you to cut costs is to run all of your SaaS apps on one platform. So check out Odoo's suite of business apps. Using Odoo means you don't have to have a bunch of different SaaS subscriptions. Everything you need is already on Odoo right now. All you have to do is turn it on when you're ready. And they only charge you for the apps you use. Odoo has over 40 main apps and over 16,000 apps from their open source community. All of this will streamline your business. No more issues transferring data back and forth. And you'll have one customer support contact across all of your apps, not 20. And here's the best part. Your first app is free forever. And Odoo is offering you $1,000 in credit on your first implementation pack. So go to odoo.com slash twist for $1,000 off. That's odoo.com slash twist. If the Chinese government, and there's a New York Times story that dropped today about all the different provinces, and we'll get into that, and what mm -hmm. the, the granularity at which they are tracking their own citizens. They're tracking what apps are on their phone. They're tracking their faces. They're connecting their faces to the apps. They're connecting what they wear. They're connecting where they go, all yep. into a database that the police have unfettered access to, and the police and obviously uh, everybody in the government. If they're doing that to their own people, the yep. second they had the chance to do it to their greatest adversary, the United States, they would do it. And all uh, is fair in spying. They will get all of this data from a senator's son or daughter, a senator's uh, husband or wife or cousin, and they will get the compromise. They will compromise anybody at any time to achieve their goals. And that's why we need to immediately ban TikTok from the United States until such time as they reciprocate and Twitter and Facebook are allowed to be in their country. Period. Full stop. That is my belief. And that is what you should believe too, Molly. As, <laughs> as much as you hate Facebook, <laughs> you must come around to my way of thinking. I'm this like, is a really communist country. Like, I you cannot give people the benefit of the doubt. These well, are sadistic <laughs> maniac actors. You should look at them no differently than Mohammed bin Salim I mean, honestly, in Saudi Arabia who chopped up journalists. These are I'm the same people. I'm not convinced that Palantir isn't in the same camp. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> I just spit out my, totally. my cherry coke. Okay, Boom. I can guarantee you Palantir <laughs> has not program. dismembered a journalist or put a million people into concentration camps and had them pick cotton in I the know. north of China. Look, I okay. This is a completely different scale. The the uh, what do they call that? Um, the whataboutism is that the term when you yes, conflate two different things that should not be conflated. This is textbook whataboutism, Molly. We have to get past this. It, the long list of things we do wrong here in the United States is in no way comparable to genocide or chopping up a journalist. Palantir could be evil in your mind, but they're not chopping up a journalist. You know, they're not putting a million people in a in a concentration camp, Molly. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so upset about this, but no. I mean, I this really happens every time I talk about human rights, there is a there there is a um, spectrum here. There is like, a spectrum. There yes. is a continuum. There's However, a continuum. That's the word. Thank you. And there is also manipulation of information to achieve certain aims. Right. Like yeah. we will take our eye off the ball if we're like TikTok is the great evil. When in fact we have metadata. We have so much of the same information collection, data collection by the United States government, by cell phone providers, by Clearview AI, which is embedded in lots of police departments. And frankly, the fact that we don't chop up journalists now, right? Like the, all of this is abstract until it's not. 
And okay. we're allowing all of the same data collection with the assumption that hmm. the United States government, our law enforcement are all going to continue to be good actors in the world. And we okay. don't know that that is the case. And the United States has perpetrated some pretty serious human rights abuses too on the border in terms of separating children from their parents. Like I am definitely not trying to downplay the concern yeah. of these regimes that are truly evil, but yeah. I am saying that any regime can end up there and that we're not, and I'm not going to pretend that somehow what has happening at TikTok and frankly, what these tapes really show from a reporter, by the way, who like then full disclosure was like, I used to work for Facebook mm. is that TikTok internally seems to be trying really hard to shut off this flow of data. That's what mm. these tapes really say. And to make sure that it's not happening and it's unclear whether it's happening, but that they're trying to, to shut it off. So like, I don't want to focus so much on TikTok Unpack that the part I ignore. about the Facebook thing. Yeah, we got to we got to pull up that disclosure that I was a I mean, little concerned about as well. Like, right. Like you see that in there and you're just like, wait, what? She like, worked why in are you policy. Getting she worked. Did she work at Facebook previously? This reporter because we invited her on the show, in by the way, she was going to come on. Yes, and she's disclosure welcome to come on. in the part, by the way, where it says that, again, the vast majority of situations where China based staff access to US user data were in service of the aim to halt the data access. Disclosure, in a previous life, I held policy positions at Facebook and Spotify. Got it. Okay. So she's Which, a policy person, person who's now a journalist. Policy. Yeah. Policy. I got it. And so like, I don't, your and thesis I don't, here is- I'm not disqualifying she's more, her at all. I I'm wonder if she still these, owns her Facebook stock. I, right? Like, I'm just saying these stories are popping up at the exact time that mm -hmm. TikTok represents an existential threat to Facebook and YouTube. And it's like, I just- I don't there's something well, about there's something about the the propaganda part of this. Why would BuzzFeed allow her like. to do this story? Why wouldn't they assign the story to somebody who didn't work previously on Facebook? Like I mean wouldn't they would, just say to her, listen, it's great that you got the scoop. Yeah. We're gonna have somebody else do it so that your fingerprints aren't on it. I just I mean, I think if you're do it and disclose it, but disclose it at the top of the story. How like far you can't down do is it. That? How far down is that? Let's see. What I mean, let's see. I'm like, I mean, scroll, I know we're getting into the weeds here, but I do think that that is very pertinent. What paragraph it's in? Somebody it just tell me it's the fifth, sixth paragraph. No, it's like most way people read more. the first two or three paragraphs in these stories. Okay, just so saying, let's see. They don't One, go below two, the phone. Three, four, five, six, seven, mm. eight, nine. I mean, it's like yeah. twenty-five. It's like twenty-five. It's like paragraph paragraph twenty-five. No, really? Oh yeah. That is dark. I mean, I, okay. I, I BuzzFeed count. gets one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Six, I mean, if it's seven. if it's not in the first three paragraphs, it's a total I'm sorry, foul. It's eight. It's, it's eight. All right. If it's in the eighth paragraph, it's a complete it's in the foul. Eighth paragraph. That is so dumb. On whoever the editor at BuzzFeed is, like you guys need to have a meeting about this. This is two very stupid decisions. One, she should not be allowed to write the story. She should have handed it off. Number two, Molly's correct. It should be up top, or you should have put a second journalist on it and then just disclose this in the top. But what a horrible editorial decision, I think. Um, and, I mean, look, maybe it's really fine, bad. but it's just, well, it just, uh, the appearance of impropriety is something yeah. you have to always avoid in journalism, finance, whatever. You just never want to be in this position. Um, mm -hmm. this is why, like anytime I'm talking about Lyft or DoorDash, you know, I'd say, oh yeah, listen, I still own some shares of Uber. If I'm talking about, you know, Robinhood, Hey, I still own some shares of Robinhood, like, you know, specifically. I don't yeah. own shares of Palantir, uh, and I sold my Facebook shares, which I think was an okay, seems like a, an okay trade now when I sold them in the $110, $120 range, I think. I had Facebook shares through a, a company they bought that I was a shareholder in, and yeah. I just didn't want to hold Facebook because I felt bad about it. 
if you're a startup, having a disorganized team is going to kill your business. You need everybody to be on the same page. And as an investor, I see this all the time. You must adopt a right first culture, especially in this remote world and use great structure in a beautiful Coda page. One doc to rule them all works right out of the box. It's totally customizable. In Coda, your text and tables, they live together on the same doc, which means all your valuable data, the objectives, the KPIs, the strategies are all in one place. Nothing gets lost and your team is literally on the same page. Some great ways that we use Coda, product roadmaps, absolutely important. Remote onboarding, super important. And taking meeting notes and Coda has a ton of templates for almost anything you can imagine. In fact, we put our 100 point checklist on Coda. So just go to this week in startups.com slash SC. You can make a copy of this. You can do the checklist yourself with your internal team. You can expand it. You can make it a 200 point checklist. You could make three sub checklists underneath some of the important items. So join the productivity revolution and sign up for Coda. Head to coda.io slash twist to sign up and get $1,000 in startup credits. Huh? How great is that? But anyway, th let's go on to the second story here. Because at the same time this is dropping, yep. we find out in the New York Times story um, that the Chinese government is investing massively in surveillance. There mm -hmm. is no um, doubt in my mind that whatever we know is but 10, 20, 30% of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think you would agree with that premise if mm -hmm. we have, okay. And if you've uh, ever seen uh, or know about the Stasi, or if you've seen the movie The Lives of Others, highly recommend. This would be a weekend movie you will love. Um, absolutely fantastic. When you see the level authoritarian governments go to spy on their own citizens, because that is the only way to maintain control, it, mm -hmm. you will have revolutions and, and rebels and all kinds of stuff will emerge. Uh, information and squashing things early is sadly the best technique. This New York Times investigation tracked down over 100,000 Chinese government's RFPs. If you don't know what an RFP is, that's a request for proposal. It's a document uh, that says, hey, here's what we're looking to buy. So mm -hmm. when we did the conference uh, in Miami, we put out an RFP. We're looking for conference producers, I'm sorry, event producers to do three different themed parties. Here's what we're looking for. Here's what we want to pay. Here's how many people are going. This is our budget, whatever it is. And then people can you know, you, you basically send them the RFP so they don't have to ask you 20 questions. You're giving them the 20 answers. Okay. These documents were directly from the government themselves. This is the government putting out publicly on their websites what they wanted because I guess in China, like in the United States, you put these RFPs out publicly so you everybody gets a chance to bid on them. So theoretically, the government gets the best price. So a uh, group that watches Chinese behavior collect these before they were taken down and got them to the New York Times, I guess. And the requests were stunning. The government wanted camera installations in apartment buildings, hotel lobbies, malls with facial recognition technology and the ability to match your social user social media accounts with your phone and with these photos. So an example was uh, all of mainland China's uh, regions use these phone trackers to map citizens activity. Mm -hmm. daily if we allow tiktok in the united states i can assure you the government knows where any senator any fbi agent cia agent law authority department of justice attorney uh, or any child of a president uh, or vice president or secretary of state where they are 
Now, if you know where the child of a secretary of state is, you probably or a Navy SEAL, let's say, mm-hmm. you're going to know where the Navy SEAL is. And Navy SEALs are a pretty big asset and hits were put out on Navy SEALs. Uh, I mean, famously. you actually already know that from Strava. If we allow Verizon in the yeah. United States to yes. gather metadata on every yes. citizen with absolutely no transparency or rules, yeah. then we ha- it we is do have pretty rules, but yes. freaking trivial yeah. to for a Chinese spy to access that information, go to work for that company, there's... right? Like, I'm just saying that I don't want, I like, as a person who keeps mm-hmm. this on my desk as like yeah. a Bible, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by Shoshana yeah. Zuboff, like, data collection is massively dangerous and terrifying and is happening in the united states in now given to an authoritarian almost the exact same rate i absolutely concede and i hope that we never end up under an authoritarian government but i don't know that we won't and frankly i don't want our entire like we all are manipulation so far as just like to get us to buy stuff now to as scary as the possibility you describe is molly now imagine it's the reality because it is Right now, the Chinese government has access to all of this TikTok stuff. I guarantee it. Uh, just, you know, dollars to donuts, 100%. They've got all this. And who knows what else they've hacked. So the question is, do you want them to have this in real time? Yes, of course, they could send spies out to follow somebody or tail somebody. They could compromise somebody's phone. Arguing they could jailbreak data it. collection, to be clear. Okay. I am not arguing for right. data collection. Right. I, right. I'm arguing against data collection, but I'm also arguing for easy against easy villains. Well, okay. And I'm not even saying China, like, the, the, I, look, I, I, I there's don't villains. think they're an easy villain. I just think they're a villain. <laughs> like, China may be. We don't yeah. know if TikTok is. We know that there's a lot of agree. protectionism built the in. The Americans working at TikTok argument. are traitors. <gasps> Any American Jason. working at TikTok is a goddamn traitor. Wow. And they should quit now. That'd I am 100% dead serious. If you work for that company, you are a traitor. You know, there's a reason why we're trying to get them to dismantle the data set. And the reason there's a reason Trump did that saber rattling. If you work there, I hope the money is amazing for you to give all of our children's data, all of uh, this control. And let's not even get into the algorithm and how it's programming our children and the detrimental effect, giving them the ability to turn some dials and make the algorithm show things that I don't know, maybe talk about things that in America are very divisive. That is Abortion. already happening on YouTube and Facebook. And of you know where I've seen is. that happen but to my child on YouTube, you know, where I yes. haven't seen it happen to my child on TikTok. Oh, no, it happens on TikTok, too. But we're just the, the question is as bad as that is. Now give the remote control, give those dials, give that control to the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party. This thing has to be stopped. Now, going deeper into the rabbit hole of this New York Times story, 25 out of the 31 provinces have DNA databases of their citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quoting the New York Times, DNA, iris scan samples, and voice prints are being collected indiscriminately from people with no connection to crime. China is doing massive domestic surveillance on a level not seen in the history of humanity uh, for incredibly nefarious reasons. We are doing it probably second only to them, and we're doing it for capitalistic reasons. Uh, and Europe is pumping the brakes on it, and we're pumping the brakes on it here too, obviously. Um, some of it is voluntarily, and some of it is uh, for competition reasons, like Apple versus Facebook. But uh, we really need to get our heads together on this issue. We need to understand that our rival China 
is a very serious rivalry. India has taken a very savvy approach of blocking these apps. We need to 100% block these apps forever. Either spin the company out and make it a standalone company and get the profits from it. Whatever ByteDance wants to do, they can get their shareholders a release, make it a US company with the US board, you know, and data. And then sure, more data controls for US companies. Absolutely. All of all of that. Yes. And and and. I will just not find it. I mean, I'm sorry, I will not find it credible if we ban TikTok and don't reform data collection in the United States. I just won't. I don't think that's credible. I think these two things. I mean, Palantir is doing data collection or DNA collection, rather, like literally letting people upload more. I mean, it's mostly global in nature, but it is happening. Are are they doing that really? Like opting people opting into it? No, it's allowing. Let's see. It was mostly in. Like they allow, allowed members of the military in Iraq and other countries to upload DNA samples from remote locations to collect fingerprints and DNA evidence. Hmm. All right. It's not the same. They're not, not doing the it right. to the same degree. Got it. I'm just saying yeah. we, I don't find it credible to like say this, this one thing has to go and everything else that the United States companies and our government are doing can remain the same. Oh, I, I think it's an end, but I think one is a hundred times more. But the more we demonize the one, the less we make it an end. No, no, it's I think very, it isn't. No, no, it offers I, I, us an easy out to say we're not as bad as them. Which, and even no. if it's true, it does offer us an easy out. I, and think, we I will think the take it. I think if we describe exactly what they have access to and why it's dangerous, then people immediately go, "Okay, what about YouTube?" And you say, "Okay, yes, let's 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 drill down into what YouTube is doing. Let's drill down into what Facebook is doing." And then you know, and YouTube is Google. Google has a transparency report on all of the government subpoenas it gets they fight them and they report them right unless there's like one category they don't report on which is i think the fisa ones where they're not allowed to report that a fisa has been given because (laughs) that would tip off the terrorist but i think that's only for a short period of time and that's like a very a senior level uh judge that can do like a fisa thing and it's like a whole panel it's like it's a real rigmarole to do a private uh subpoena like that or tracking Mm -hmm. but uh anyway this is really just, and for the people who work at TikTok, shame on you. Shame on you. Wow. Like, how could you work for a Chinese company that's doing this? That went up a notch quickly. Sorry. I think the people have to own their own behavior. That's it. You know, period, full stop. I feel the same way, you know, about, I don't know. And I'm not saying I don't want to see relations occur between these yeah, countries. I mean, what is the end game of the, of this, of the idea that if you work with the Chinese, you're traitors? reciprocity for this specific company i'm saying it's reciprocity uh and the data so if this if this country but if has a track record of stealing data if these engineers can't figure out what's even going on with the software and we know that they're tracking our kids have access to their photo albums i mean this is like a really existential risk to be fair they do not have a proven track record of taking this data I said the We're Chinese Communist Party that they does. Do. The Chinese Communist Party does. Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely do. They, yeah, they, that is true. I mean, they were upfront about it. Like we're going to do a security. True. We're doing. They they shut DD off. But and would you really want Facebook yeah. to be operating in China, knowing how much data Facebook has about everybody, um, um, like two billion people on Earth? Like I wouldn't. I, the, uh, well, there would be an argument to be made in the in issue of national security. Backdoors. In the issue of national security, I have to think that through. Um, there are two things, the spread of democracy and information and people having access free to free information and free expression, it would be pretty hard to stop Twitter and Facebook 
um, from people having this sort of freedom. Uh, the thing it would cause if the servers and the data was local is we would Facebook and Twitter and Google would have to hand over dissidents to be tortured, raped, murdered, and beaten. I'm right. sorry, re-educated. Uh, <laughs> the, the umbrella known as re-education in China. So this is why Yahoo left, I think, and a lot of people left and why Google didn't enter. But a uh, lot of companies they didn't. didn't. Want to Apple didn't leave. Tesla didn't leave. Like you, are, I mean, how I, far I, I is know, this going to go? I'm just saying, I, watch I do what think, these takes because how far is this going to go? We do have deep, deep business relations. I'm sorry, the NBA. It's uh, the data. Can be, it's is the arguably data is the a wholly owned I, entity know. of China at this point, and so is Hollywood. So like, yeah. building and widgets and, and the manipulation data are very can occur things, in yeah. movies. So, yeah. I, I just think that the data and building widgets are two different things like an amazon basics cable or an iphone or a tesla is like a different thing than everybody's data and their photo is libraries it, isn't economic control frankly more powerful in some ways i mean look um, at the capitulation that we have seen to china from the nba from hollywood from and maybe you know, the opposite china that wrestler towards guy or whatever yeah and, and, and then, then the opposite you know maybe like but, china, cena, but yeah. apple is not out john cena apple's not out here pissing off china either um they they've had a pretty contentious relationship at times like the um the treatment of of workers and the suicide stuff like apple kind of held them to a higher standard so i think that that's the argument people are making in favor of engagement is that you know then everybody's kind of got to meet in the middle on their beliefs and then you know there's the compromising nature and then there's national security so all these things are going on at the same time economics are national security Full of stop. course they are but the data of all these individuals like the the scale of the data collection is truly, truly terrifying. If I wanted to break a country, I would yeah. do it with economics, not data. Um, you, you probably use every resource you have, so I don't disagree. I well, mean, sure. we, we broke Russia just, with... Then I don't think you can have the one without the other. I mean, Russia um, maybe arguably broke us with data <laughs> or propaganda, but... They, yeah, they, they definitely, yeah, they definitely attempted that. Yeah, we'll see if we withstand it. Um, but also we broke them with these sanctions, obviously, like their, their economy is really got challenges now and going forward with everybody pulling out of it. So, you know, it's, I think in, in a war, everybody will use every option. And I think this is an option we don't want them to have, which is why India said no bueno with you having the product here in our country, period, full stop. And mm -hmm. reciprocity is a way of kind of enforcing it without banning it. It's just like, okay, there's always an option here. And so it's your question, like, but why then, reciprocity? It's kind of a principle thing. Hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, and so we should all play by the same rules. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Good all time. Right. Good we'll talk, have to boss. agree to disagree. I'm sorry. I got good a little spicy. Good there, but I love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> Get spicy. Well, listen, I'm not, I, I don't disagree I'm with any of your points. Are you mad? Are we US. cool? <laughs> no, I'm disappointed in you. Very disappointed. In you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I mean, everybody's going to, this is not a, it's, no, I don't it's think a, the, I'm um, disappointed in you as my new very favorite. Disappointed in you. I'm just. No, I'm so disappointed. <sighs> I think that this is the thing we have to think about as Americans mm -hmm. is when is engagement productive and mm -hmm. when is, you know, reciprocity and holding the line appropriate. For me, if I'm the NBA, I'm thinking, great. You know, if people love LeBron James and, you know, they wear, you know, Steph Curry's jersey or whatever it is. And they, you know, like, that's great for building a fabric between the two countries. We both enjoy the same thing. If they love Tom Cruise movies, great. But if an American has to bend the knee, well, yeah, like, like they when ask Daryl Morey to do. When we literally no. edit Taiwan out of yes. movies or out yeah, of that's posters. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And so I'm, that's yeah, where know, man. you have to like hold the line, I think. 
And this, I think, is a hold well, the line. Not. You can't hold the line on everything or else it's just going to be some things you have to negotiate, some things you have to hold the line. I think India has done a pretty good job with it. You know, they're, they're holding the line on the app being there, but I'm sure they do plenty of trade with China as well. Yeah. So that's, I think this is one of those line, situations where we absolutely must hold the line. In 2022, digital ads are not what they used to be. Costs are increasing, attribution is less effective, and targeting, well, it's just more difficult. This means marketers need to diversify their media mix. And you can do that with OOH, or out-of-home advertising. OOH includes stuff like giant billboards and beautiful painted murals. These kind of ads get great reach, higher brand recall, and the lowest CPMs of any traditional ad type. But buying OOH is super clunky. There's thousands of vendors, the sale process is opaque, and the data is a mess. But now there's AdQuick. AdQuick.com makes it easy to plan, buy, and measure every kind of outdoor advertising, like those giant billboards or painted murals I just mentioned. And with AdQuick, you'll get robust data sets, fast execution, and accurate measurement across every KPI. And AdQuick is a global player in the ad space. They're active in 19 countries. So go to adquick.com slash twist and mention twist to get $1,000 off your first campaign. How generous is that? Thanks to our friends at adquick.com slash twist. Terms and conditions do apply. Speaking of Amazon, but also leaks. Yeah. Uh, leaked One of Amazon's leaked memos from 2021, and this is just fascinating, said that the company could was actually in danger of running out of people to hire in u.s warehouses okay. by 2024 the report according to vox's recode warned that amazon's labor crisis was especially imminent in locales like phoenix uh the inland empire region of california and los angeles and mm. that they could literally not have enough people mm. to hire to staff their huge warehouses makes absolute sense to me Americans are doing better than ever uh, in terms of their ability to spend on this kind of stuff. They become addicted to it. And yeah, I mean, there are people who work at Amazon and then are going home and buying from Amazon. <laughs> it's just such a delightful experience to get whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, I now have like a new philosophy of stuff, which is like, I can just order like when something breaks or whatever, I'm just like, I can just order that and have it here the same day or the next day. It's totally changed my behavior. Mm -hmm. What same day delivery or next day delivery has done this. The whole concept of two day delivery is like two days. I'm outraged when I'm <laughs> in Tahoe and it takes two days or three days. I'm like, what? I need a new pair of socks. And you're saying I have to wait two days. I need new socks. I got them the same day. I was like, I need new socks for mountain biking. The same day the socks came. I was like, this is getting weird, you know? It is. Well, and it's, I guess, I mean, it's interesting because on the one hand, it's a labor story like, oh, no, we don't have enough people to hire. But the truth is that what we don't have is enough people to staff a complete sea change in consumer mm -hmm. expectation. Right? Yeah, that's actually like, the way to say you're it. Saying? Eloquently said, yes. Because if we've changed the entire way that, this is not how commerce has ever operated. No. And it, apparently it's massively labor intensive well, and there just are not enough warm bodies. I mean, let's be honest, how many boxes, questions, really? how many Amazon orders a week are you doing in your household? Like between five and 10, depending on the week. All right. It's got to I mean, be, there's some, there's it's some be over 10 show for us. Up. Yeah. It's got to be 10 for us. You know, we have yeah. three kids here. So, no. so I mean, it, it's 10 for us. You know, you just like, extrapolate that. 
Yeah. You know, so, I mean, some weeks it might be three or four, but it's, you know, five to 10, everything comes by Amazon now. It's like you said, subscribe and save for your favorite coffee or whatever your shampoo, Sunscreen, whatever your jam is. Shampoo, all of it. All of it's on subscribe and save. Stuff is just constantly coming. It's coming so fast now yeah. that I am actually doing the Amazon day so that I right. get fewer boxes because now the amount of boxes and the act of opening boxes, which used to be a joyful moment in people's lives, has now it's become. Horrible the thing that's annoying we are so entitled that uh breaking down boxes has become the annoying thing i literally have uh yeah here it is i literally have this on my desk this huh? is like the ceramic it's a ceramic box opener oh that's fancy it's awesome and it's like again you can order on amazon for like six bucks <laughs> but this thing the re you know why i have this because we get so many goddamn boxes in this house it's like a ups right facility there that it fills the the recycle box. So now I break down the boxes. So I sit there like I'm working at Walmart or you know Trader Joe's and I'm a clerk and I spend, you know, one day a week breaking down boxes because there's other people who live in my house who take the boxes and throw them in to the recycle, which means four boxes and it's full. <gasps> they don't break them down? They don't no, break them down. you can't so do that. So I'm the that. breakdown guy. I'm the breakdown guy. I'm mm -hmm. training people. I bought like three, I bought a three pack of these and I put them in strategic locations because they'll hang like on a hook. So we, this is the, I mean, those are amazing and I should totally get that. And that's a much more humane thing than we have because we have these little, like karambit things that we call the claw, which are these insane curved knives. Are you nuts? Look at that thing. Oh my God. My son went through this little like CSGO phase. That looks like a raptor claw. We've got like three of those. They're perfect for opening That's how boxes. many claws a raptor has per hand. There's three. Yeah. Like, well, it, listen, you know, like I like my stuff to be you, you multi-purpose. So I like to know that I this, can kill some, an intruder. <laughs> I, yeah, it is actually yeah. that would. And then I we think shout, you should do it. I, you know, we're basically That's getting to the called. point where everybody's going to have a miniature raptor. You know, these miniature ponies and miniature bulldogs, miniature whatever dogs. We should just use DNA sequencing to make mini raptors and then you just take your mini raptor and you throw it into your recycling and it just shreds the boxes for you and then you feed it right something. that Perfect. would be amazing but could i use that on an intruder that's my question yes <laughs> a, i could a raptor would be great for intruders i need a robot raptor and amazon needs more robots because this is so interesting like now mm. that we're kind of breaking this down to its component parts and realizing that the problem is mm -hmm. that we've created an economy that there aren't enough humans to staff yeah. this is not a shortage yeah. This is a non-exist this is an existence problem. Not enough labor exists possibly no. to fuel this economy. And so then what is the question? Is it open the doors and allow immigration again or I robots mean, or both? Yeah, this is the problem with immigration is I've talked about this so many times. Like people mm -hmm. don't even know um how many people come into the country by year. And so we you know it has really dropped. Um I I think we admitted Ju like just over a million in the last couple of years and it was two or three million uh you know um but yeah it just keeps going down so yeah it's pretty crazy um how many people how few people we let in that's one solution is to let more people in uh the other solution is automation obviously and they've mm -hmm. they have a lot of um automation going on there the last mile obviously is a big one so drones are going to help that Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about we live in the future the pneumatic tubes kind of concept you know mm -hmm. in cities the tubes very um cool. and then those little um robots that look like r2d2 that will just go five miles an hour to your house those are going to be helpful autonomy mm -hmm. full autonomous cars and delivery that's all coming so 
this does seem like a bridge issue. Anybody who has these jobs is not going to have them in 10 years. So this is a short term pain problem. And here's the solution. Charge more, pay more. It's true, because everything we've just said yes. about how we're living in all of this delivery is terrible. It's actually consumerism run amok. It's the reason it that is. the supply chains are so screwed up because we cannot stop buying stuff. And yeah. it it's is an addiction. Horrific. It is horrific in terms of carbon emissions. It's terrible for the environment. I literally am on a jihad to stop my own consumption and like literally metal straws, mm-hmm. major part of it. Like, um, yeah. look, I got my little silicone ones. I like them because yeah, they don't exactly. make as much and noise. Then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making iced tea. I'm making the chicory coffee cold brew and I'm doing liquid IV instead of buying bottles of, you know, whatever Gatorade or, you know, Gatorade ice I used to buy. And now I use mm-hmm. liquid IV. He's a promo code twist. I'm trying to integrate. Yeah, he's a promo code twist. I'm trying to integrate very like zero waste and less waste strategies into my life. It is a hard transition. And well, here's the thing I would uh, one pump up. I don't know if liquid IV does this. But now this is the the same um, addiction. Humans are very addicted. You notice that Molly, like we get addicted to things. Yes. We have like a very weird addiction thing where like we have habits and we get into patterns and they're like repetitive. So I think what's happening is we've gotten into this loop with Amazon, where we just keep ordering and ordering and ordering and it releases dopamine and we are just like in this habit, then the reverse habit happens where you are like, okay, I'm going to try to not order stuff. So everything I'm doing now is trying to find the one pan that I will never have to replace again, or the boots Mm -hmm. I talked about my my uh, Danner boots, uh, or my uh, Crockett and Jones shoes from London, they're $800 shoes, I've had them for now 10 years, I get them resold every four and I, the leather is so good that when you polish it up, I mean, I'm still wearing the same awesome shoes for go, almost 10 years now. I'm, I'm in yeah. shock and they're still my favorite shoes. I mean, I was going through dress shoes like crazy uh, when I was buying the cheaper ones. And this $800 pair, uh, they, they're still rocking it. So now I started looking at the packets uh, that the liquid IV comes in, which is super convenient. I was like, I wonder if they offer like a mason jar glass jar filled with this powder so i can have three of those and just do a scooper mm-hmm. i'm totally fine with doing yeah. a scooper i don't need the single pack i mean i do need a single pack when i'm traveling which is fine uh but i'm just going full-on no yeah. packaging please um and we have that company we're working on which we should have them on that's in the incubator should have them on to talk about what they're doing at some point have they been on the pod yet we did yeah oh you yeah. you interviewed them right? yeah she's been on Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the state of that company are they ready to launch something or are Spring? they i think so yeah they're yeah. a pilot in dc got it mm-hmm. yeah can't so i think they're one. ready to i just want that to exist so badly because so it is very yeah i i like firmly believe that consumers will change behavior if they have a cool thing to buy tesla has proven that yep. apple has proven right like we've seen yep. but at, beyond meat impossible burgers all of those have proven that but you have to have the thing like to ask any individual to go to the store and buy everything in bulk and put it in glass jars themselves and bring them and do the, da, 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 it's yeah. just not credible. But to offer them that as a service, hell yeah, we're addicted to that. We will definitely subscribe to that. Well, the, and then there's the habit. And so how can you make the habit? I'm really getting into habits now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you just have to put your, if you can really work this loop in your favor. So like I'm doing that with my schedule where I'm time blocking stuff or I'm trying to get on the treadmill listen to the stories for today's show while I'm on the treadmill in the morning. You, you see that when I'm going back and forth, just trying to get yeah. more into that loop, which I did with skiing this year where I was like, okay, these four days a week, I'm going to ski during this window. 
move my meetings. If you can get yourself in that loop, I guess there's like all these books about habit that talk about this where you just mm -hmm. schedule it and then just there's some of, amount of days, right? It's like 21 days. Yeah, there's something where you where can your do brain, something for 21 days. It'll yeah, be a habit. It's a habit. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just I, I think it's one of the things we have to think about with these companies and getting into a habit. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking about is when do I replace my cars? Mm -hmm. So I replace my cars when I like the new features and I want them. This is so I'm it's very not bad actually my choice. Yeah, it's kind of when somebody put dangles enough out there, and I'm like, okay, I've now had the Y for a while, had the X for a while, six, seven years for the X, I think, and then the Y I've had for two or three years, and I'm like, I'm gonna get the new one. I'm gonna get the plaid. I'm gonna get this, and I'm like, ah, yeah, should I do that or not for the environment? Should I try to get to ten years? Should I try to? Uh, and I was at one point in my life, I was like, I'm just never gonna, I'm gonna get a new car every three years, and somebody else can drive my three year old car with 20,000 miles on it. And, you know, just be like a luxury I could have now. I'm just like, I don't know that I want that luxury, as opposed to the joy, because I'm starting to feel joy by consuming less and getting mm -hmm. more value out of things. Isn't that yeah, weird? Me too. No, it's not. I think it's not at all. It's like, that's, that is so profound because that's values changing. And when values change, behavior yeah. changes. And yeah. I feel the same way. I'm like so proud of myself whenever I like I'm very into we were talking about this yesterday in our investment meeting, the circular economy and circularity, the idea of putting stuff into oh. circulation for reuse. I do my rent the runway thing. I'm trying to buy used clothes, used furniture. There's all mm -hmm. these resale like re-commerce is a huge consumer trend. I I like the and it's all about changing thing. values and it's awesome there's really good shit out there that people aren't using anymore it's amazing i you know i i'm now doing this i bought this fancy mountain bike for my summer hobby and mm -hmm. uh you know it's a little embarrassing but i spent nine thousand dollars on an electric mountain bike yeah i literally bought the best one because here's what I, mean, I thought i'm like yeah that's kind of standard <laughs> well no I, it was shocking for really to me. great bikes it was yeah no great bikes are but i said to myself i'm gonna get the best one i mm -hmm. looked at the resale value i can resell this um specialized bike for like whatever call it six or seven k of the nine mm -hmm. so then i said okay if i can resell it for six that means it's actually costing me three for the next two years or something like that if i can do a hundred rides it's 30 bucks a ride i go to lunch i spend 30 bucks this is for my health and it's more exciting i go skiing you know whatever and then i just divide the number the cost by the number of times i use it and then I start, it re reduces my anxiety of yeah. like a purchase like this. So I'm actually thinking, I'm, I'm factoring consumption in to everything I do. Uh, back of the envelope math, that's your jam. Back, of, that's kind of my jam. And so yeah. you can, you'd be surprised what you can justify if you just say, hey, what's the resale value of these shoes? If I, what's the recirculation thing? Recommerce and circularity. Circularity is circularity the overall was the word concept, we were talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. Circularity is a, an amazing thing to me. If you just think about Amazon. I don't, do you ever buy used stuff on Amazon? I buy used books sometimes. I think I've bought used books a couple times on Amazon. But when I did part buy the, yeah, reducing my Amazon use is what makes me want to. As as I did the books because they, they were out of print. I think was the issue uh, when I did that. Right. Totally. I've done that too. Not a big, okay. Well, anyway, uh, anyway, if you have yeah. stories or ideas around these kind of startups, or you're uh, starting a startup, or you find one that's doing this, let us know because we would like to invest in them. All right, tomorrow, Lon Harris is back on the show for our This Week in Streaming segment. Cannot believe it. The anticipation of Obi-Wan for two years and for a lifetime wondering what happened between episodes three and four has mm -hmm. come to an end. And I, I, I've watched episode six, the finale of Obi-Wan. 
I am so excited for you, Molly, to watch it. I'm watching it again tonight with my daughters. I can't wait. And um, Molly is going to tomorrow also interview the founder and CEO of Capital RX, which is trying to, uh, like Mark Cuban's company, um, trying to reinvent and lower the cost of drugs. Hallelujah. Praise and me. then uh, on Friday, Whoa. we have another recurring guest that you're going to love, an awesome one. Just stay tuned for this Praying for Exits. If you're not already following Praying for Exits on Instagram, you should be. Mm. Uh, and of course, another OK Boomer. Yes. Uh, and, and that's going to be a great interview. I actually had him on. He's, I think we figured out who he is, but we're not going to spoil it. He runs uh, Praying for Exits on Instagram, a hilarious account where he kind of takes the piss out of our industry mm -hmm. but in a good way in an entertaining way it's not vindictive or anything but it's brutally candid and so it's only the second person we've ever had on anonymously and we're having him on a second time because uh, i if you take it from the perspective of it's definitely an insider maybe has an axe to grind but it kind of has informed opinion so if you go in with a with a low expectation you find out the person's pretty well informed uh, i cannot wait for you to hear my solo dolo interview, Molly. I'm we're going solo dolo for the summer, so Molly and I can get a little time out and we forgive are. us, but we're doing six shows I, a week. Can I we get a little time off, in the mountains? I'll be off praying for an exit interviewing a founder that's hopefully going to become our next big. So, you praying know. Praying for exits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what it's I did so there? Funny. Yeah, I did oh, there. and then, okay, Boomer from Rachel tomorrow, too. Always uh, on Friday. And then if you have topics you want us to cover and you want to be mm. where the pre-show action happens, join the Twist community on Twitter at thisweekinstartups.com slash TC for Twitter community. So yeah, we got 1,200 members in this community and we're going to start so doing uh, more there. Uh, we mm -hmm. show up right around three or four o'clock every day to just peek in and say hi to everybody. You got questions for us? I want to do uh, a call-in show where people call in for advice and do mentoring. I want to do more mentoring. Mm -hmm. So Jason mentors. This is different than Ask Jason. It's a new concept I want to do. Where Jason mentors somebody. And here's my theory, you, my thesis, Molly. I mentor them. And then we check back in with them 30 days later, 60 days later, and see if they took the metric. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, a, almost like a reality show, mm -hmm. you know, where I get inside somebody's head. Mm -hmm. Give them some. Almost. Almost, mm -hmm. like that. Seems like yeah. there could be some potential there. Mm -hmm. Could be. All mm -hmm. right. We'll see you mm -hmm. all tomorrow. Oh, all and right. uh, by the way, the URL is thisweekinstartups.com slash TC. Twitter community. Thisweekinstartups.com slash TC. It forwards you. Thank you for doing this, everybody on my team. Yeah. To this Twitter community. It's got 1,200 members. So, but don't spam it. Talk about startups, talk about the show. Stay focused. There's a bunch of mods in there. Thanks to our mods, Bob G, Surge Dog. So many great mods working with us on our, if you want to be a mod, just show up every day, Zen Profit at youtube.com slash this weekend, youtube.com slash this weekend. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell. You get an alert. I'm going to also do some random uh, drops, I decided. I have the YouTube password. So I may do some random drops where I just talk to the audience over the weekend if a breaking news story happens. So get ready for that too. Yeah, like I'm in a creative mode right now. Like you really like are. Creative I, know, juices I, going. I have ideas. I have ideas for new shows. Like I'm, I got summer. my creative juices flowing. It's, the summer's doing it to me. The he does not take game. summer off. Exactly. I, know I don't take any time off because this is not a job for me. This is like talking to you for an hour. I, I could talk to you it's for an best. hour every Saturday and Sunday and not put the cameras on. It'd be fun. It's true. It's true. We'll see you all, all right. Tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.